0: This episode was inspired by a quote from one of my great heroes, Quentin Crisp, and it goes like this. Etiquette is a process of exclusion, chiefly practiced by the English, to make sure that people of a lower class than their own cannot enter their kingdom. Manners, especially in America, are a technique of inclusion, to make people feel welcome. To me, manners involve being deferential. You call people sir, you don't interrupt them when they speak, and you appear to listen and never contradict them. It's a question of behaving nicely and of keeping quiet and not speaking unless spoken to. On my first trip to New York, I remember feeling pleasantly surprised at the level of politeness and courteousness, from shop assistants to subway ticket office workers to down-and-outs. Is it etiquette or manners? Do we conflate the two? On a quick Google search, this came up. Quote: 10 etiquette rules that everyone should master. Always greet people with a smile and a hello. Say please and thank you. Practice good table manners. Be mindful of your language. Respect personal space. Dress appropriately. Be a good listener. Put your phone away, practice good communication, and be punctual. This is Emotipod, a series of chats about feelings and things that make us feel things. I'm your host, Francis Butt. I thought I'd return to my dear friend Hilary to talk about etiquette, so off I went to her house on a warm late summer's day. The conversation had started, as it often does, before I pressed record. And you may notice the odd bit of traffic, nearby building work and leather chair creaks. Let's go.
1: The difference is, I couldn't decide the difference between etiquette and convention. And I thought about extreme convention. And apparently, Queen Victoria insisted, when she introduced garden parties in Buckingham Palace, that all ladies should wear trains. Irrespective of the weather, at
0: a garden party,
1: <laughs> and there is actually a drawing in Punch, you know, wow. devoted to
0: this, to implement something supremely impractical as a sort of rule. How oh, bizarre! Oh, you see, I get the idea of rules coming in because of practicality and Me something. Me too. That, yeah, that makes sense.
1: But this was um, <laughs> this opposite. was a cage putting up. Around people, yeah. That unless you wore a train,
0: you wouldn't be allowed in. Okay, this is the thing, isn't it? So, to begin at the beginning with where this podcast idea started from, which was the wonderful Quentin Crisp quote about etiquette being something that keeps people in their place and is something to to make life more difficult for you, rather than manners, which are and America, which is where he went to live. Where it's to make put people at their ease is the absolute opposite. So yes. that's where you think etiquette lies then? Yes. In somewhere to keep people in their place, on yes. their toes, yes. on behaviour. These
1: days, I do think so. So
0: controlling people? Yes,
1: I think so, because we've all lost our faith these days. I mean, convention caused people to be imprisoned within a certain mode of behaviour. <laughs>
0: But do you do you not still experience or see other people experiencing going to places where that isn't the done thing, you know, to wear the wrong whatever it is or say the wrong or do the wrong or those sorts of, th- you know, that there's a sort of or is that just manners? Are we confla- Am I conflating? Well, manners?
1: I mean, you can go back to Virginia Woolf who tried to sew her, who tried to saw through her, her stays There was a breakthrough of whether things mattered or not.
0: Sort of one of the reasons Goodwood is kind of fun, we sort of dressing up now. Well, we used to to dress up to go out to dinner or go to the theatre. Well, nobody does that anymore. No. You go to the theatre and nobody's sort of got their glad rags on.
1: Yes. I can remember when dress collapsed because I remember going to the country once when I was a gal with a very rich friend of mine. She was called Elizabeth Gordon, and she was Gordon's gin.
0: Oh, I see.
1: And she roared with laughter at me because she said, you don't wear shoes like that in the country. And she pointed out boots, you see. And I said, well, no, I wouldn't dream of wearing something like that. I'd probably wear Wellingtons. But because this was during the war, dress code disappeared. Right. You couldn't wear Wellingtons because they were made of rubber and rubber was used for the war effort. Right. So you couldn't buy Wellingtons anymore.
0: Everything collapsed. Okay. So and it, also you're making stuff out of stuff you had and precise, repairing stuff. Precisely. And, yeah, okay. You've got
1: the, got, you've got the picture, yes.
0: A great leveller.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was a very great leveller. Yeah. It really
0: was. It's interesting, isn't it, that, uh, Democratization of something coming out of something so awful. Yes,
1: most people you and I know are or or mix with or like are woolly minded liberals, aren't we?
0: I'm a militant woolly minded liberal,
1: I'm an anarchist. But
0: (laughs) oh, well, we're no No. good for etiquette, then, are we? Really, (laughs) in between us,
1: we're no good, we're no good. (laughs) Um, I am quite surprised by what you say, Francis, that um, you think there is this ridiculous form of uh, speech and behaviour and dress code that is still followed by a certain group of people Mm. who think of themselves as superior. Yeah, You still believe that?
0: I still believe that. And I also, I think, I kind of think, without the label etiquette, that, that these There's a snob, whichever group or clique or whatever people are in, they can get very snobby about the people who don't behave in the same way. So there is still that. It's not the, um, yeah, it's not the silly knife and fork and the how you get out of a car and what you wear for cocktails and what you wear for lunch and what you wear for afternoon tea and what you wear wear for dinner and what you wear to go shooting. Um, It's not that. But there are, you know, sort of equivalents. Well, golf clubs, there's a good one. They're they're shockers for that. Our our friend and neighbour was going... Oh, no, I went to the dentist. And he was going to play golf in Wales. And the rule in this golf club somewhere in Wales, he was going to last week or something, was that if you... It's very hot weather. If you wear shorts, you can't wear short socks. You have to wear long socks. (laughs) See? Why? But that's the rule. Them's the rules.
1: And if you don't obey the rules, just don't
0: join. You don't. You don't come. Yeah, well, they've or, got
1: a point, of course.
0: <laughs> or the places in um, there are still clubs in London where if you turn up without a a jacket or a tie, they'll come. They'll bring bring out an old jacket and tie for you to put on, oh, yes, even if you've yes. only got a t-shirt yes, on. That, you know that,
1: that sort of silly thing. That, that's you know that's happened to yeah. me and mine. Yeah. yeah. W- more than once. See. And of course we laugh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it's... You
1: can't take it seriously. No.
0: Well, thank goodness. Mm. And
1: now I really do not believe that people care whether the things matter or oh, not. Oh, I think
0: people do. I think so. I think people do. Tell I me. Because you, you make these things happen, don't you? You make the rules. You put... You either adhere to rules or you don't. You set rules or you don't. You live by a code or you don't. Oh, you live by a code. Now you run something different. Right, so etiquette... Take me back to etiquette and your <laughs> understanding. We, haven't, we really have, we need to go to the preview to all this. Your understanding of the meaning of etiquette. Oh, apparently in that little 1950s book I just showed you, the origin of the word comes from the old French word meaning label, which is, that's really interesting, isn't it? Isn't so it? Do, yes.
1: So it puts you in your
0: class. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, do you really think that exists anymore?
0: Oh, God, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, expound! Tell oh, me.
0: okay. Um, well, at Highgrove. Yes, um, but that's
1: extreme, Francis. But it's
0: still there. I mean, it's pockets. Yes, yeah, so it's dwindled. It's not across the whole of society in way, but it's still there. And the privileged few still have that. But is that just in this country? I would have thought that's most places, isn't it? Um, <laughs>
1: I, I mean, if you go to the
0: East Coast of, you know, the the old England. Well, yes, but again, old it, Boston families and things. Uh, indeed. I'm sure that there's that snobbery and etiquette there.
1: I think that only comes through reading Edith Wharton and thinking. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't think that exists anymore. And mm. um, people can be labelled by, oh God, they're New York Jewish. Or, um, you know, people like to label other people. Oh, yeah, we we still do that, don't we? But the fact you label them does not completely dismiss them anymore like it used to.
0: But if you go to a party or a dinner party or something like that, is that just about manners or is is there etiquette comes into how you behave when you go to someone's house and... Socialize. Well,
1: it comes back to the old medical thing, doesn't it? Do no harm. Right. And if you're not upsetting anybody.
0: But how do you learn that?
1: How do you learn whether you're upsetting anybody?
0: Or, you know, apart oh, from trial and error mean. or whether you are taught that somewhere. Yes, yes. I mean, when you were at school, for example, when you were a girl at school, were you taught about this is how you behave and this is not... there. Were there certain things that you were taught yes. one should never do? And yes. Such yes. as? Can you...?
1: Well, uh, when we sat at lunch, I think I've told you this, we were not allowed to reach for anything. We had to ask the girl next door to us if she would pass us. It went even further. You had to say to her, would you like some more bread? <laughs> and if she didn't like you, she'd say no. <laughs>
0: So you weren't allow, uh, allowed to ask someone to pass you something. You couldn't be straightforward. There was like an extra, extra bit of manners that's right. that was unnecessary. That's right.
1: Totally unnecessary. <laughs> Utterly that's, ridiculous. That's a
0: perfect example of etiquette, really, isn't it? It is, really. A silly rule. Yes, yes. And that's... then there's all the, the where you put the what knives and forks are for what and all this And also malarkey. how, and how and you that, we hold don't do your
1: knife and fork. Oh. If you hold your knife and fork like a spoon, you are working class. Did you know that? That makes me wonder. (laughs) I must watch you next time.
0: I can't do the balancing peas on the back of a fork. I just can't do it. No,
1: but then you shouldn't have to do it.
0: No, I think that's a silly one. But I still feel self-conscious when I'm the only one shoveling. (laughs) See, there are echoes. (laughs) You yeah. see how ridiculous it is. It is. is. It's, you know, how, what's the most useful way of using a fork to shovel something into your gob?
1: Why or take a I spoon dessert it? spoon and spoon it up. <laughs>
0: yeah. But why should I feel so guilty? But yes. I, I kind of do feel yeah embarrassed that I don't know how to, you know, I don't... Well, yes, then again... It doesn't again, feel natural to me. <laughs> um, I... <laughs>
1: My father took me out to lunch once in in London when I was quite young and Mm. very impressionable. And um, as we were eating, I think we've got chops or something. And he said, you should never be afraid, you know, to pick up your chop in your fingers.
0: Oh, lovely. That's very... He
1: said you should have the confidence to do it.
0: Good enough for Henry VIII. Yeah. (laughs)
1: That's lovely. So he was saying, forget etiquette. Yeah. Have the confidence to... Mm.
0: Oh, that would be like yes. If if the king's doing it, then yes. everyone will start doing it. Yes. So if you're the one who's confident enough to do it, yes. then everyone relaxes. Yes. That's nice. Yes. That's yes. nice. So et- etiquette is a bit silly, really. It's isn't it? so silly. It's so silly. I st- yeah, it's it's an interesting one. It's still sort of around. I think it's still around a little bit. But I just it was the it was the Quentin Crisp thing about keeping people in their place, putting people ill at ease. Yes being the polar opposite of manners, yes. which is about putting people at ease. And I thought that was he was a clever man.
1: But if you hear somebody, as I have in the past, I mean, I'm out of groups now, but mm. I can remember somebody saying, oh, she's so nouveau. Yeah. and I can remember looking at her and, th- and saying, what a stupid woman you are. Because yeah. her etiquette told her that this person she was talking about was not behaving
0: not PLU
1: that's right people like I us i don't i honestly think for thinking
0: people it doesn't exist oh i'm afraid i wish i agreed with you i wish i agreed with you but i still see it i still see the slight sneer and yeah but
1: then you do live in the very soul of clifton
0: <laughs> so perhaps that's where you I see it we don't belong that's why I oh, see it darling. so much. <laughs> oh, darling, you're outside, thank God. Outsider, being an outsider, yeah, which but I cherish, but it's absolutely. not easy. Absolutely,
1: and it gives one a superior feeling. <laughs> it does, Frances, admit it.
0: Um, yeah, OK. Rumbled. Now, we've been pretty disparaging about the idea of etiquette throughout our conversation, but not everyone interprets the word in this negative way. Again, with more googling, this was what came up first. Etiquette is a code of conduct and a set of societal rules that acts as a catalyst for positive human interactions. On the other hand, manners are behaviours that reflect a person's attitude. Mm. Whether you consider the use of please and thank you as etiquette or manners, does it really matter, as long as your intention is to put other people at their ease? Hill's point about the do-no-harm is at the heart of it all. Smooth the way for others, as well as for yourself. There are, of course, different kinds of etiquette for different contexts. And I'm going to wrap up this episode now by going through the ten rules of netiquette, as we're all online these days. And these are paraphrased from the book Core Rules of Netiquette by Virginia Shea. 1. Do unto others. Before you press send, ask yourself... How would I feel reading this if someone else had written it? 2. If you wouldn't be rude to someone face-to-face, don't do it online. 3. Remember where you are in cyberspace. What you write or post may be fine in one context, but harmful in another. 4. Respect other people's time and energy. 5. Write well. Check spelling and grammar. Be clear and polite. 6. In the best spirit of the internet, share your expertise. 7. Angry exchanges are harmful. Extinguish flames, don't feed them. And if you can't do that, disengage, step away. 8. Respect other people's privacy. 9. Don't take advantage of anyone less skilled or savvy than you. And 10. Forgive other people's mistakes. If there's one you can't ignore and need to address, do it privately, not in a public forum. In short, whether you want to call it etiquette or just good manners, I guess the important thing is that we all try to do our bit to foster a culture of decency. God knows there's not enough of that around. Thanks for listening.